In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We come now to the season of the church, right before the season of Advent starts, of Subar. We come to what's called Qudashiyeti, we come to what's called the sanctification of the church, in which the Chaldean church celebrates the foundations of the church, right? The foundations of this church that Jesus Christ himself has established, and he's established it so that 2,000 years, 2,000 years of history, 2,000 years of knowing Jesus, 2,000 years of proclaiming the gospel, can be made known to us who are here today. That is to say that whenever it is that we read from the Gospels, whenever it is that we read about Jesus, whenever it is that we read from the Holy Gospels that have been passed down for those 2,000 years, safeguarded by the Church, tonight, tonight, as it is that we sit here in Mass, today, at this very moment, we're able to truly learn about who Jesus is and how it is that He's speaking to us today. Not 2,000 years ago. Not that was a nice story, let's close up the book and go home and wait for next week. It's not how it goes. But now it is the church allows us to have a personal relationship with Jesus. To know who Jesus is. To know how it is that He is at work in our life. And today we see in the Gospel, we see that Jesus makes a very dramatic statement. And He's in a very dramatic state. We'll get to that in just a moment, right? When it is that we think about kind of, uh, you know, different professions around the world, right? There's a way that you expect them to act. There's a way that you expect them to do. There's a way that you expect them um, to say certain things, right? And so we expect, we have a lot of expectations upon certain professions of the world. The President of the United States, you expect him to act in a certain way. You expect him to do certain things. You expect him, uh, you have a list of expectations as to what you expect when you think of the President of the United States. A school teacher, you have a list of expectations as to what it is that a school teacher does, an engineer, a doctor, so on and so forth, so on and so forth, right? When it comes to Jesus, here it is, we know that he is the Messiah. We know that now that he is the Messiah, but during the time of Jesus, they had a certain expectation of the Messiah. That when the Messiah comes, he's going to do A, B, and C. He's going to do these things. And as it is that he does these things, that's how we know that he is the Messiah. So here is Jesus, who is asking his disciples, in a very famous backdrop, by the way. We're told that they enter into the region of Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi, at the time, would have been a city, of course in Israel, right? Would have been a city in the northern parts of Israel, in which there was a temple dedicated to all the gods. Not God, gods. Namely, the Roman gods. Right? And so here are all the gods of the world, here are all the idols, all these things that you can really waste your time in, all these false ways in which you are able to lose your life in this way and that way and this way and whatever it might be, right? And so you're able to really kind of lose your focus in the midst of this backdrop. Yes, yes, here is Jesus who is in front of us, who tells us that you are to fall down and to worship me. And now he's asking you that question, who do you say that I am? Here is the world. Here are the distractions. Here are the different gods. Here are the different things that we can get lost and absorbed in. And in the midst of that backdrop, he is asking his disciples two crucial questions. Who do people say that I am? And remember, people at this point still don't get it. They still don't understand that Jesus is the Messiah. He kind of looks like the Messiah, but in reality he's doing things that mm, 
maybe he's more like a prophet, right? So he's asking them, so say, who do people say that I am? Maybe John the Baptist. John the Baptist did all these great works. Maybe he's come back from the dead and he's preaching again. Maybe Elijah. Elijah was thought to come right before the Messiah came. So here are all these prophets. Prophets, but not quite the Messiah. He doesn't quite fit the bill here. Then Jesus flips the question. Now he says, this is what the world thinks about me. But who do you say that I am? You who have been following me. You who have been listening to me. You who after these past three years have seen me do these things, have heard me speak these words of life. Who do you say that I am? And that's where Peter gets his famous statement. You are Christ, the Son of the living God. And he gets it. And maybe now the disciples finally get it too. And they finally start to understand. And it's from God's grace that it is that Peter understands these things. And as it is that now they go forward, right? They're still going to misunderstand who it is that Jesus is. And what kind of Messiah he is. Oh yeah, we might say it, he is the Messiah. But they still don't quite get it. And as good as that you go through the Bible, you begin to understand they, how much it is that they don't get it. You see, for example, on Easter morning, as it is that you have the road to Emmaus, you have, it is that there two disciples are walking down the road, and then they meet Jesus, but they don't quite recognize Jesus, because remember, Jesus, just three days before, had died on the cross. And so as it is that they meet Jesus, they don't recognize Him, and Jesus asks them what they're talking about. They're kind of shocked. Are you the only one who hasn't heard about Jesus? Jesus of Nazareth, who died on the cross, who was the one to restore Israel, you see, what they had in mind of a Messiah was one who was going to give them independence on an earthly level, on here, just how it is that they're living. Give them their own kingdom again. Free them from the Romans. Make Israel great again. You name it, whatever it might be. There was Jesus who was going to lead a rebellion and was going to free them. And they still thought that, even on Easter morning, that that's what the Messiah was supposed to do. Afterwards, there's 40 days in which Jesus, after it is that he's been resurrected from the dead, he spends time with his disciples and he still teaches them. And even on the way that Jesus is finally ascending into heaven, the disciples are asking the same question. Is it time? Is it time to restore Israel? Is it time to restore Israel and give us our kingdom back? They still don't get it. They still don't understand it. Not until the Holy Spirit falls on them do they understand who Jesus is. My brothers and sisters, this is the story of all of us. We don't quite get it. Don't quite understand who Jesus is. Maybe sometimes we have moments of revelation where it is that we know who Jesus is in our life. We want nothing more than to serve Him and to love Him. But maybe sometimes we just don't get it. We kind of fall off to the wayside. Or sometimes we get too distracted. And here is Jesus in the midst of our distractions is asking us that same question. Who at this moment do you say that I am? In the midst of your distractions, in the midst of your temptations, in the midst of overlooking, who do you say that I am? In the midst of making me less of a priority, who do you say that I am? He's going to ask us this question each and every day. And when it is that we finally realize who Jesus is in our life, it's then in the spiritual life that we realize that, and now it is we realize we're being fed by Jesus, and we're being fed by Jesus, we have to take all those other things of the world, we realize we're being fed by the world, and throw those things off to the side. 
When it is that we realize we only grab what it is that we can from Jesus, that we only grab our values from Him, that we are feeding ourselves with His values, it's then that we live on the path to eternal life. You see, many times in the spiritual life we overlook Jesus. But don't overlook Jesus. When it is that we come to Mass, we listen to His words. When it is that we pray in front of the Eucharist, and there are so many ways in which we can pray. Now it is on your phone. There's so many different ways in which we can pray on the phone, right? Apps, Catholic apps here, there, whatever it might be. Each and every day there's a new one. There's no shortage of ways in which we can communicate with God. In which we can take His Word and ponder it. And the more in which we ponder it, the more we realize how much it is that Jesus loves us. The more we realize that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And it's only then, and then, that we're able to separate the values of this world with the value that truly matters. And so when it is that Jesus asks that question, who do you say that I am? I can confidently say with my whole heart, my entire being, with the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me after my baptism, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen?